same China, different stories. We are the ones that found their way in a new life. Adopted babies, adopted babies from China. Did you make jokes on the last one? I, which one? The one that you record you recorded on a podcast before, and you didn't. Oh know. yeah, that was only jokes. That was only jokes. And that was just uh, a bunch of yeah, jokings. Okay, I am here. ABC, another episode. Adopted babies from China. This one is another spin. With it's not an adoptee that I'm talking to. It's actually somebody in my life that I wanted to bring on because. I say as adoptees, we affect other people's lives too. And this person was there for when I went to China, when I decided to start learning about my adoption a little bit more. And it's my old roommate, Addie. Hi, Addie. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? How's Indiana? Oh, Indiana is. Uh, we're all going to die together. Um, <laughs> Indiana decided to remove the mask mandate, so. Oh, so it's like Texas up there. Yes, there is no Corona. There is only Jesus. <laughs> Here's Addy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Although they won't see you. This is audio only, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, closely. political correctness is going to go down the drain in this one. Yeah. So everybody, forewarning. <laughs> we may say some inappropriate things, or maybe yes. not. I mean, we, we, we would do that all the time before. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, there's a difference between insensitive and political incorrectness. Do tell. Yeah. Calling somebody, like, I mean, like, if somebody calls me, whatever. If somebody calls me brown, you know, that's not political. That, that may be political correctness or incorrectness. Insensitive is somebody if somebody says fucking brown. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's different. Yeah. Okay. Well, just in case everybody anybody was unsure of that. Yep. That is my definition. There may be other ones out there, but that's what I think is the difference between the two. <laughs> brown, fucking brown. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah, Thank that's you. A... Okay. Thank so you. we lived together. How long ago was it? Two years? 2016? No, yeah, 2016, right? 2016, 2016 to 2019? Yeah. 2016 and 2019. Yes, and now it's 2021. So, two years has passed since we lived together in good old Maryland. Yeah, that was a nice place. That and balcony thing, huh? Ah, yes, the balcony. Yeah. That's what sold you on the apartment. Absolutely. I think what got me was the the washer dryer. Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That turned out to be a fantastic thing too. Uh, it's just that I wasn't used to it because Indiana doesn't like washer dryers in their apartments apparently. Or at least student apartments don't. Oh, but now, you, now you're in like what, a grown-up one or something? A grown-up Yeah, apartment? like now I'm not technically on campus, right? So people that live here have to have a car. There's no bus that comes all the way here. Oh, yes, a car. You still have your car, yes. The one that you had. Ah, yes. So that's a fun story. We should start there. We should start. Should should we? 
We yeah. should. <laughs> so how we okay. met is through, I guess, like a mutual connection. Yeah, it would be mutual connection. And this is how I entered into his, is his life. Because I don't know if you've had a lot of adoptee friends, adopted kids as friends when you were younger, or even like when you came to the, to the land of no, America. N- nobody at all when I was younger. I obviously met people. Uh, okay, so actually, no. Um, so I didn't have friends who were adoptees, but I used to volunteer at this. It wasn't necessarily only like um, like orphans or, or, you know, it wasn't a certain kind of, like there wasn't, I, I don't think they had a certain criteria, but they were just people, uh, they were just kids who, either didn't live at home or couldn't live at home. People that came from like, you know, people that ran away from home or came from like abusive backgrounds where, you know, child services put them there or they come came from such like poor families that they just couldn't live with their parents and stuff like that. So it was called the Don Bosco Center for Children or something like that. Uh, but basically it was like the Don Bosco Church at this it wasn't as I mean it was just a just a place for uh, for them to live and they also had teachers coming in there but some of them came to my school but anyways I used to volunteer there a lot and I started this thing where we would we would host like Christmas and whatnots with them so I I did interact with a lot of people who were and then I mean some of them were adopted but they just could not you know mm. um like they were adopted by the church essentially Oh, was this um, while you were in Indiana the first time? No, no, no. This was India. So this oh, was, in it? oh, yeah, in India. But again, like that was, you know, it's not the same thing as having friends or, or, or something like that. It was, it was mostly just like social work. Mm. But then, yeah, uh, I think you're the only sort of person through which I've gotten like a, a perspective of what adoptee. Um, not not life exactly, but like a adoptee perspective on things. Mm, yeah, because I know we we've actually talked about I mean, we've talked about many things, but especially recently with family too. But we got to backtrack because it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to share how we met. We met through a mutual connection. We met at a Starbucks or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. That was halfway between you and me in Maryland, and because you had just gotten a job there. And it was like, hello, I'm Addie. And I was like, hello. And then the next weekend, you said you're looking at places. So we went and, well, I guess this is the first time we actually really interacted. It was a follow weekend. We found a place, right? And then we're like, oh, this place is a balcony. This place is a washer dryer. Let's do this. It was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's sign. So then we did that. And then we went to Ikea and got a bunch of stuff for the apartment. And I think maybe what, the day after or something? What happened, Addy? No, no. It was like the day off, I think. It was like, the day off? Yeah, yeah. We went to Ikea. Uh, and then... Yeah. No, no. No, no. This wasn't even Ikea. This was like a little before that. Um, oh. So we saw the place. And th- that's why I was on Blair Road. Like, that's where you, you saw... Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay. Backtracking. So we saw the apartment essentially where we ended up living at. And we both liked the place. And we had almost decided that we were going to live there. And so then we went our kind of separate ways. And um, <laughs> like 10 minutes to 10, 15 minutes me into like driving on the way to the the bed and breakfast that I was living in at that point. Um, 
<laughs> I essentially got into an accident and kind of totaled my car and had all my stuff. Because I was living in a bed and breakfast that didn't have enough space for all my stuff to be in there. So it was just in my car. And so, so, so the, actually it was the, like the police officers told me that, you know, this is a kind of serious accident. You should probably call somebody. And I had all my stuff in there, which I obviously couldn't put into an Uber. Um, so I called Tara. Like this is my second day of knowing her. And then she was, yes. Uh, I got into this accident. Can you just drop me home? And also take a bunch of my stuff. Uh, keep it in your car until we move in. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was that. Yep. That's so that was like our first interaction was maybe the second time we ever spoke was yeah. Okay, it was when we were seeing the place and then right after. Yeah, yeah let's live here. Okay, cool. Hey, uh, I know you just left, but can you come pick me up? I got into a car accident and I was like, yeah. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, neither of us were panicked, which I guess was a good thing, because <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> yeah, what can you really do? Uh-huh. But then you got a nicer car, which is good. I did. I did. I also overspent so much on like safety features in that car, <laughs> which I regretted later because then I had to pay for it. But uh, yeah, I got talking- a bunch of insurances that I don't even know what they stand for. Like there's a bunch of like acronyms and I don't know what those insurances are. Wait, so are you talking about the first car that got totaled? Like that yeah. really old one? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that looked like it barely had much life left, to be honest. <laughs> hey, it got me places. It did. It did. It, oh. Yeah, it was barely functional. It was great. It was a box on wheels. <laughs> and it worked. And then you upgraded, which is great. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But that's how we met. And that's, uh, I don't know, that's just a funny story that I was like, okay. So yeah, I think as we as time went on, we actually started talking, get to know each other, and then I got I talked more about my story, and then I think it's also cool to talk about. I don't really remember it that well, but I it's like when I when I turned twenty five, I turned twenty five when we were living living together, and I just suddenly realized that I, well, I guess it was not necessarily sudden, but it was more like okay, I think now I'm ready to. To learn more about Chinese culture and to like go back to the orphanage and stuff. And guess who was there? Who? <laughs> <laughs> My roommate. <laughs> this is going to be such great content. <laughs> yes, it is. I actually have to go to the bathroom real quick too, which sucks. Hold on. I'm going okay, to then. pause. Don't leave. I uh, yeah, I won't. I'm having my new roommate come say hi to you. Okay. <laughs> We're making this episode fun. Come. Come. Recording this? Yeah, I'm recording it, of course. Okay. Talk to talk to my old roommate. Say hi, Alex. Hello. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good. What's up, man? Not much. Doing, uh, I have no idea what content we're creating here, but we're doing something. Yeah, I'm sure you're having a fun conversation. We are. So, but yeah, nice fun to- is uh... pushing it. <laughs> That's funny. He's, he's now the one who provides wisdom. Oh, yeah. Because you're no longer here. You were the wisdom giver? Yes. Was I? <laughs> we call it bad, bad decisions aren't wisdom. Bad. Bad decisions oh, aren't wisdom. That's funny. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm trying to steer away from the bad decision making, but it seems <laughs> like we still can't avoid all of them, right? Oh. Yeah. But anyway, good to uh, good to see nice you. I hope to the meet conversation you. goes well. Hopefully. Thank you so much. Cool. Yeah. See you, man. Yay. That was fun. I don't know. It was kind of fun to be like, old roommate, say hi to new roommate. Oh, I should close my door, shouldn't I? So funny. Okay. Uh, I had a lot of water today. Don't you usually drink half the... Like, you know, there yes. are places in the world where you don't have water. I know. And I, because such... of people like you? <laughs> Probably. It's not accessible. Oy. Funny. I forget what I was asking you. Shoot. Not, you were talking about the, like how we met and then after that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, it's like naturally we developed a friendship over time, of course. And it wasn't forced, which is obviously the best types of friendships. Even just having my old, my new roommate talk to you was kind of like, I don't know, it was cool. It was like, ooh, inception, old roommate, new roommate, talk to each other. Nice, nice. I guess that's. I don't know why you're so excited. It's <laughs> kind of that. fun. It's fun. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, Sorry, because yeah. I would say because when we were living together, I was going through the process of really wanting to go back to China and learn more about my roots, right? And mm -hmm. from your background too, with like family and everything, and that perception, perception, perspective with my experience in family. And now presently I'm going through the experience of like actually putting my DNA and stuff for like a search. And so like now I'm experiencing that with these new roommates. So it's like, oh, it's like a whole different thing, sort of. People are gonna love hearing this. Like, what are she talking about? But anywho, it just, it just seems like the people who you, this is what I mean, like that's why I wanted to talk to you because as, as adoptees, we go through sometimes I mean, as everybody, but like specific to adoption, like doing the search or going back to China, there are people that are around you are going to be, I mean, those who are close to you are going to be sort of not influenced, but like they'll be there, right? Like if it's not your family or your close friends, you're just the, you're just the person that was there. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if there was much conversation I had with you before I decided to do that, but I, I feel like I don't know. Do you remember that at all? Is your memory good? Uh, I, mean, I mean, we did have a lot of conversations in general about, you know, the difference between an immigrant perspective and, you know, an adoptee perspective and like you being essentially, you know, kind of a cut, whatever, bo not, not born into, but like, you know, grown up in, in, I mean, because we are in this country. So like the American, like not, not just culture, but like whatever, everything together, culture, traditions, whatever, the American sort of way of life, which is which is very different from um, from India or China. And then, um, you know, but you not being born into it. So like, you know, that, that sort of dilemma of, of, of sort of coming from a different culture, but growing up in a whole different culture and like kind of where, where do you, where do you really belong or is belonging even like a geographical mm. issue or not? 
I remember that conversation that we had because I mean different different perspective or, or like different um, sort of life trajectory but I came here when I was 17 um, and so I had I had my childhood in a different culture versus you know kind of sort of growing up and when you kind of slowly start discovering yourself and you know those first few steps of starting to make your own decisions kind of growing up in, in all senses of the word in a different culture and you know how that's different for an immigrant versus an adoptee or something mm. that yeah and I think that time at least when we first met I don't I mean at least we never had that conversation of you thinking about you know actually going to China and stuff because at that time we were just talking about oh your dad goes to China a lot and etc mm-hmm. etc just those initial conversations of not even initially, even like later conversation, generally just getting to know like you and your family and me and my family and you know, this and that. But I don't think that time you really spoke about you wanting to go to China. I think at least from what seemed like to me that that decision came within like whatever, six months or so of whenever you started thinking about it. Mm. But that time in the middle when you suddenly started mentioning it a lot more often. And wanting to do it and then oh I'm thinking you know how would I do it and where and etc mm-hmm. so I, that is what I remember yeah I think I was also sort of inspired because you you would go back home too and I mean like you obviously going back home is a trip for you it's far very far but you would go back home actually I think kind of more often than I expected for somebody who's like so far away or home home I guess yeah yeah, I actually honestly started going a lot more often again after I started working. Okay, so, I mean, for the for the people listening, just so that because I'll keep mentioning this often here and there. Um, so, uh, I came here in 2010 for my undergrad, mm-hmm. uh, started my, graduated from there in 2014, immediately started my master's. And then 2016 is when I sort of went out to work. And that's where we met. That's what I went to Maryland for. So that's where we met. So I had six years of being in the US before Tara and I met. We met when I started working full time. So not in like the student life, you know, uh, time of life. Um, so I started going home a lot more often when we met. Mm. One, honestly, because of, you know, just the, the expense. I, I mean, even in undergrad, I had scholarships and stuff, but I still had to have some uh, support from home. I mean, the support from home was, uh, uh, so we did take a loan. Like I came here on a loan, but even then for like the day-to-day, because that was an educational loan, but for the day-to-day kind of expenses and all that, I still had to sort of rely on support from home because Purdue did not give full scholarships to international students. Mm. They, but so in my master's is the first time in sort of 2014 is when I first started fully supporting myself. And then I, I didn't want, you know, to essentially ask for money from home anymore because I also have a younger sister. She she needed to, like, then we needed to pay for her education, whatever is she, uh, whatever she wanted to do in life. So I didn't want to ask for money from home. So I didn't have money really to go home as often as I want, would have liked to anyways. Plus I didn't get the opportunity, visa stuff comes in the way and then I had internships and whatever. But I think the biggest thing was when I started working, I started like then I had the money and sort of the time to just go home. Like if you remember, I went home for two days. Yeah. Thousand dollar expense for a weekend, essentially, if you look at it that way. 
Yeah. But in my full-time job, thankfully, I was, you know, not sugarcoating it at all. I was earning well enough to be able to afford that. Yeah. And like there was no way, you know, even a month seemed like a, like not long enough for me to spend like a thousand bucks on just, just a travel. Mm-hmm. So, so just, yeah, I think that's where I started going home a lot more. Um, also, I realized the importance of going home. Um, I didn't go home for four and a half years before that first time when I went home, that you saw me go home. Um, and to me, um, actually, I kind of went through this phase and that's the, uh, you know, when I got here, the first time when you start building your own life and, you know, you're, you're sort of making your own decisions and you kind of get caught up in, or at least I got caught up in sort of building my life here. And so I kind of underestim- started underestimating the value of family. Mm. I mean, there were times when I would not pick up my parents' call or whatever for like weeks. I was like, I'm busy, I'm busy, like, or whatever. Like, what do you really want? And you know, stuff like that started happening because I did get busy. I, I, you know, apart from academics, I wanted to participate in everything and anything because university life in India is different from the opportunities that I got at Purdue. Mm. Um, I wanted to be involved in everything and then, you know, had like work going on on the side and stuff. So, so that happened. So for four and a half years, I didn't really, and that was a choice. I I could have gone home, Mm -hmm. you know, no matter how expensive it is, you can always make time. It just, I didn't, like, I didn't mentally make time to go home. And then I started kind of realizing what am I really doing? Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, whatever it is at the end of the day, I'm still an immigrant here. Mm -hmm. Right. Home is not here. Uh, You know, home is where the people are. And uh, so once you leave from, at least at Purdue, I had a social life and like your friends become your family when you're away from home and stuff. But once we all graduated, that wasn't there anymore. Right. And you start side of, oh, you know, that very important part of my life, which is like true family, like my parents, I had kind of been ignoring them mm. for too long. So I needed to start going home. You also felt at home in, in Maryland too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, um, I guess we, we formed our also own. Also that, uh, yeah, I mean, that takes time also, right? I, um <laughs> So yeah, and and where I started realizing, oh, it's not one or the other. Right? You can have yeah. a larger family. Geography doesn't really make a difference. These are things. I mean, you know, you're stupid when you're a kid. So stupid decisions, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we all have those too. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of the whole learning process. I think it's fine to make mistakes as long as you accept them later. Yeah. There you go. That's a that's a good one to to note everybody i mean yeah i mean i also want to talk to you because the wisdom you do provide and also my new roommate like you guys actually do provide a lot of like great wisdom that i just don't think of myself too so i was like oh i guess it's not only who we interact with but like people that come into our lives too and that are apart from like family and family (laughs) that's the only one just family but i think the biggest it was actually pretty interesting how I'm wondering how you came to this understanding too. And I think we talked about, but I thought it was just cool to share. At one point, there was a conversation that really stuck with me that we had. I mean, there many of them have, but the biggest one would be, uh, I don't remember the context or anything, but we were just, you had said essentially, 
at a certain point, the decisions that you make are ultimately going to be the ones that you deal with the decisions, the consequences or the results of the decision that you make. Nobody else is going to be dealing with those decisions because it's your life. So I'm wondering like how you came to that understanding yourself. Uh, honestly, I don't think you can kind of, uh, or at least I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think you can kind of pinpoint it to one event or even a few events or something like mm. that. I think it's a process. Um, also, something like that, at least for me, like <laughs> these kind of sort of metaphysical realizations, I think come through just experience, like multiple experiences because you kind of, I, I mean, so so with the whole consequences and stuff thing, right? Like, um, I think one was, although I didn't realize it at the time, um, it was something that I was always told by my grandparents. So my grandfather actually came from Pakistan before it, uh, before the partition. They were really well settled there on the way to India. There were riots and stuff. And like, uh, basically they, they went through a lot of hardships to come to India and they came with basically nothing in the sense that they had to literally buy the very bricks like individually to build their house. So they came up through that. And then every most people in that side or most males in that side of my family have been in the armed forces or some sort of, you know, services like that. They were, um, so I don't know where he got that perspective from, but that is something that my grandfather always sort of made be aware of mm-hmm. and it's not just consequences in the bad sense right it's the good and the bad it's everything it's it's not just it, that every decision or whatever you make eventually you're you know you have to be aware that everything has consequences good or bad whatever it is and whether you accept it whether you ignore it whatever the consequences are coming you know so, so just be aware, like, don't be that idealistic that you can just make wanton decisions, right, left and center, and expect that things will, like, you know, something will just randomly come out of it, and that it affects nobody. Mm. Anything, you buy a chocolate from whatever the store is still, you still pay for it, right? I mean, you still give money for it, that, you know, there is a whole series of decisions that happen until that point and then following that. And you need to just be aware that it's not just a standalone moment. Great example. Thank you. That's the best I could think of on this part. <laughs> on this spot, the audience is perfect. Me. <laughs> oh, you were also there for the big moment of training for a marathon. That was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, your mom and sister actually visited during that time too, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy I'm, that was an impressive thing that you went through my god <laughs> yes you could you can confirm but i went to sleep at like nine o'clock almost every night i feel like yeah pretty much almost every night i would go to sleep at nine o'clock and i would wake up at 3 30 a.m can you confirm yeah yeah <laughs> and then like going for like you know calling a short run of six mile run is <laughs> something that sounded crazy to me but hey, yeah, that was, that was very impressive. Yes, 
and then you got to enjoy some of the giant chocolate bar <laughs> I oh, got yeah, yeah. afterwards. Speaking of chocolate, though. Yes, actually, I do miss those. Those uh, That is one thing I do miss living with you, because it was like I would get chocolate. Our birthdays are around the same time, actually. But like I, you get a bunch of chocolate for my birthday, and then it'd be good until Halloween. And then Halloween be like, all right, let's get more chocolate. And then after that, it was like Christmas. And then what was after <laughs> Christmas? I guess Valentine's Day and then Easter kind of like lasted through the summer. Hey, you kept track of like chocolate sales. I have no idea. I, I just suddenly saw a bunch of chocolate at home. <laughs> yes, I did that here too. Or I did that recently because I moved to this place around Valentine's Day and I got a lot of chocolate and both of the roommates were questioning my decision <laughs> there. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't resist right off the bat but yeah i'm still laughing at the earlier Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey i thought that's <laughs> creating great content <laughs> i have to keep that pause in there too Ooh. i was like huh. really really <laughs> oh it is great content i'm glad yeah this is what definitely more one of the more less serious ones too i think it's sometimes nice to have the not so serious conversations <laughs> yeah like, yeah the, the more serious ones a lot of adoptees i do speak with sometimes it's like really deep stuff that i was like oh yeah tell me more about like that feeling are you are you good now are you getting there and it's mm-hmm. it's deep yeah and i think i mean we've had these conversations so often that like honestly uh, for for the people listening it's kind of weird to do it recorded you know, like kind of post these conversations yeah in a recording because we've had these so it's mostly both of us just repeating things that we've yeah multiple times over and over again so uh yeah but why not i think this is a great idea though uh, to just just let you know normal regular stories out there for mm-hmm. for people to listen to because i mean everybody goes through problems you know yeah money or status or power or whatever it is wherever you stand on any of that spectrum doesn't change the fact that you have problems in your life and so for people to just listen to you know a general life perspective yeah somebody who comes from not a very you know whatever statistically normal background you know is i think is i think a great thing because it's not just a good thing the, not just the bad things in life right? like the way you've kind of you know struggled through and overcome and you know prospered in aftermaths of of going through issues or and issues don't always need to be like mental issues or, or anything like that or maybe they are that but you know just peer struggles regular everyday struggles are different for different people yeah perspective yeah perspective is great i guess it's awesome and it's learned of learn through experience yeah and just just like talking not necessarily just talking like talking actively about these things but just sort of em- not I don't even know. I mean empathy doesn't come without talking but just in general observing how people do different things yeah different way and kind of having those conversations either out loud with them or just in your own head also like why did that person do that is there more than what i see 
Mm. I mean, usually there is more than you see for sure. Hundred percent. There's always more than you see because you don't see the mental processes. Actually, recent yesterday, I was having this conversation in a very very off topic but kind of related way. Um. Um. I was having this con. So Monica is my friend here at Purdue, and I was dropping her to the. Um, to the airport yesterday she flew to india and um in general we were just having this conversation of um you know i am 30 now uh, so is she and her so at kind of not not that age is age really matters but most people are sort of younger in their student years right and so we are doing our phd's here now at at our ages and to go through student life with all its kind of financial mental whatever struggles especially with phd which is such a open ended question and there is very little guidance you know there isn't that okay you do these 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 things right and you will get what you want so so there isn't really a a trodden path so everything is is an exploration and and that comes with its own anxieties and stresses and whatever and a lot of times actually most times people kind of assume that every phd person is some sort of subject matter expert so that so this tag of a phd student comes with its expectations from the outside world also and what everybody thinks you're doing versus what you're really doing on the day to day when you're just confused oh, yeah. things um you go like why am i really good at this or that or how am i really going to do this and then you figure it out uh, or you don't but so we were talking about how it looks so much smoother on the outside because people see results people don't see the process in mm-hmm. everybody's life you know whether it is you know you look at some like rich person you go like oh they have it so well done and you know they probably can buy out most of their problems or whatever it is but that is such a naive way of looking at it because you don't see the day to day you don't yeah. see like their everyday struggles they still have people to answer to they still have you know whatever it is fights with their spouses and the the regular things that everybody goes through just in a very different lens so it everything looks smooth sailing if you look at results not the process that's and unfortunately i feel like that's the idea that revolves around many things especially like work to mm-hmm. the results not the process and yeah so it's a huge Shift. Yeah, I mean the people like we kind of worship almost successful businessmen who are like, you know, oh they dropped out of college and they did this and that and everything, which is great when you look at you know now when you look at Mark Zuckerberg as the CEO of Facebook now yeah. when he is Mark Zuckerberg, but you know the day he must have dropped out of where did he go Stanford? Yeah, Stanford, right? Oh. Okay, wherever. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but I think he went to Stanford. Uh, so, whichever college, right? The day he decided to drop out of college and you know start this little company that he had with you know investors at his head and you know this whole anxiety of will it really work? Will it not work? You know what? It must have been such a stressful time there until Facebook became you know the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so it seems great it seems so oh yeah he was so confident he dropped out of college and then he made facebook and then he made millions and blah 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 but it's not that's not how it works really no 
yeah i mean that narrows it down just to like your own experience doing my own like it's doesn't it isn't always like uh well that's something i've noticed recently especially starting the search stuff is like reporters in china will ask a lot about your family that you have now and like is it and they expect you to say it's going amazing it's going well usually if you want to put your information out there and i guess that's I find that to be a little bit annoying. Um, maybe, well, let's let's see. If if things with my family were going very nicely, maybe I wouldn't be annoyed by it. But because things aren't going so well, I find it to be annoying when reporters are asking or looking for that information of about your family that you're adopted into. Uh, so it's like, actually, can you talk more about that? Like, who, who, what do you mean by reporters and? In what context do they ask you these questions? So it's like since I decided to start the search, I found different like resources, volunteer organizations in China that will actually give you give you space, kind of like they'll take your name, your photo, and any information you know about your adoption. I guess they distribute it or disseminate it to social media in China or I guess other platforms that are available that we can't necessarily necessarily get to being in the U.S. or Europe or anywhere else in the world. And sometimes you get reporters who work for local newspapers who will contact you. Well, it depends. Like, I think somebody who's a volunteer was like, here's a reporter who you can contact. I told her about your story and she would like to ask you questions. And this happened in a while ago, too. I think maybe seven years ago when I was sort of interested in just talking to a reporter. And I responded. I stopped responding because the questions became very personal, very invasive, like, how was your life growing up? What What do you want to do with your life? What would you say to your parents? What do you want to do if you see, meet your parents? What do you think about this and this? It was, it was it was it was very detailed stuff that was like it's not something I really want in any public setting, because right. I mean it's my personal opinion, but I think if we're, if you're doing a search for your birth family, why do you have to bring in everything about my adoption of my parents who raised me? It's like I don't I can kind of see why they want to do that, but at the same time it's a little annoying. It's like, I don't want to tell you mm-hmm. about my family. Okay. So, but a reporter now was asking, and I told her, it's like, actually my family and I, and I, we aren't communicating as much these days. And she said, oh, is that because you decided to search? I was like, no, 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 this happened before that we aren't communicating as much or that there's a, there's been a disconnect that's happened. And I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast before if people were to listen in order, but I've mentioned like, yeah, I think, you know, the day that I, decided to leave my parents in a sense it was like running away I think you've mentioned as run away some somebody else said it it was like running away I was like oh yeah I guess in a way yeah it was is is was whatever I'm not returning home that's for sure but mm-hmm. uh then I when I said no I'm not really communicating with them she was like do you have a picture of you and your parents I was like I actually really don't and I'm not going to share it or I was like so and then she kept asking the same questions again about my parents. And I was like, why is it that? Because I want to find just birth family. It's more of curiosity. The, I think that's a human desire. I don't know if there's, maybe it's a little bit of the narcissism that we all have in us to understand where we came from sometimes or what we look like. For me, at least, that's how I feel. It's like, I want to know what features I got from my mother or my father, pretty much. Do I want to talk to them? Not necessarily. I mean, I always say this too. It's like when you do a search and if you actually come up with results or you don't come up with any, you're going to have more questions. So like you do get the result that you want, 
which is to find them in that connection, you're going to have questions. I, th I think I, I don't know if I mentioned like Katie actually got some sort of connection to possibly like her birth family, but then a lot of like other things came out of the, the what's that word? The bushes. The bushes? I don't know. Deep in the bushes? I don't know. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's true, right? Whatever comes out with the results, once you have the cards on your table, you can make that decision. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, but it, it just, it seems like that's a general idea. People seem to have, an, uh, everybody has seems to have this particular idea of what, I guess, like what you do for your PhD, like, oh, I mean, once you get it, there won't be any questions about how you got to it. It'll be just about, oh, now what are you doing with it, right? Like with your doctorate. Well, nobody, I don't know if people are really going to ask about your process other than your advisors and when you have to defend. But, you know, it's a, it seems like they're... Yeah, they're I mean, even within a longer process, if, like, you know, it depends on how much you break it into, right? So if you just look at, you know, are you asking... So if you look at even like the last one year, of whatever, just as an example. Uh, last one year, if you look at the end of the year and you just look at hindsight, you just look at like the, for the achievements and look at, oh, wow, such a, you know, whatever, such a smooth sailing year. But the day-to-day -day isn't like that, right? Mm -hmm. You, If you get something, uh, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a, you know, whether in my case, it would be something like a, you know, like a, Fun, whatever, a grant application that was accepted or a fellowship or an award or something that you got. I mean, I guess, yeah, award and like career also. But anyways, it seemed like, oh, great, you got this award this day and then blah, blah, blah. But man, I didn't get awards every day. <laughs> like the day before I got my award was still an exact, like whatever, it was a regular work day where maybe I got yelled at by my boss or whatever it is. You see, like the, the year is not defined only by those three days where I got positive results about something or negative or you know so it's not like you should look at both ways but it's the day-to-day -day that is both ups and downs it's it's a whole graph people forget that and just look at like and okay i don't want to generalize this now i don't know if everybody looks at it that way but a lot from the outside a lot of times it looks like you you just look at like events and then you decide you generalize it to a whole time space mm. yeah i mean whether it's a job whether it's you know even small part like a, a, whatever a friendship if you look at that you just go like oh we had such a great friendship yes that may be generally true but it's not like you never fought it's not like you never had your like you know have your own space times it's not like every day wasn't you and like you, like both of you having meals together all the time and laughing about everything. Mm -hmm. You know, the, it's not like that. You can maybe generalize, but the day to day is very different. Mm. Oh, accidentally minimized. Oops. Mm. <laughs> I, well, I, I feel like we fought maybe sometimes, but not too often. Uh, yeah, no, that is true. Yeah. I don't think we ever really fought, fought. We had difference <laughs> of opinions, but yeah. yeah. Fighting is a is too strong of a word. Yeah, you know, arguments are not the same thing as fights. Arguments are just two people having difference of opinion. You can debate it, like, and one person does one person doesn't have to come out right or wrong all the time. 
an argument can just be difference of opinions that we've discussed as yeah. is fighting mm yeah and those we had enough of right like we do think <laughs> differently we come from very different experiences so yeah. that's I know it's it's kind of funny like the day that I did decide to make like a big leap essentially I called you of all people I think I called you and Katie yeah you guys were the only people I called that day cuz it's kind of scary in its own way to leave what you know and co- what you're comfortable with and everything but I was actually surprised you actually you were like why would you why would you just leave like I would like you were saying you wouldn't do that with your family like you know mm-hmm. That's a fair point actually but I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I you know you could have controversial opinions and controversial is also a matter of perspective but like you could have controversial opinions and I think it's fine to to be able to talk about those. But then otherwise you're either always being politically like whatever socially correct in every single circumstance because then you'll have to be like lying all over the place because you're different yeah. with different people and now you're like confused about who you like what your real opinion is but yeah i mean that cuz i'll be honest in and i can't generalize this to an indian culture uh like every i can gen- whatever obviously there are outliers and everything and everybody has their own journey but like I didn't I I know people from China in the US like I never I I mm. don't anybody like you know in China so I can only talk about India um in in our context at least but in India you know leaving up leaving from home is an extremely big deal uh like I remember and because we like at least in my childhood it was this joint family system in mm. India it's still a big thing um you know my generation is starting to deal with what we call nuclear families mm-hmm. right you are with your parents and your sibling mostly and then whatever with your sort of your family not your not the previous generation's family is kind of what nuclear family would be uh, and i remember the day we left from my grandparents house like because we we used to live, so it was my my dad's parents um his brother their wife uh, his brother's wife my mom both of us me and my my sister we were all living in the same house and i remember the day when we had to leave like it was it was a huge huge deal mm. and we were just moving from like we were moving a 10 minute walk away mm. and so it, it's just that it's just culturally it's yeah a, i would and we were literally moving cuz you know there was no more space in the house for so many right. kids to grow up um well okay that wasn't the only reason um uh, but that was one like that was a reason why you know that moment had to come one one day or the other whether there was an event that caused it or not cuz we just mm. could not like it was a two bedroom house so you know so many people living in how many people my grandparents so two plus uh you know my dad's brother and his wife so two of them their two kids my dad and you know my mom so two uh, two of them plus two kids 10 yeah 10 of us living in like and then oh. my, my dad had, has a sister uh, who lives in kuwait and she would visit with her children so four of them would come in also on like 
in the summer. So we were like 14 people who would live, and that was just normal. I mean, of course, Bombay is kind of New York, where the real estate is so expensive that houses are are pretty small. So you just make do with what you have. Um, but so so that was normal. But like you know, once we kind, it was fine when we were all young kids because we would all like you know be in the same room mm. and whatever. You can just all the yeah. kids in you know the living room or whatever. Once you grow up, you can't really have that because everybody has work to do, studies. Etc. So the day would have come, regardless. It was such a huge, huge deal. So, yeah, uh, me leaving from home was such a huge deal. When I just left to like study here, I wasn't leaving home. Um, yeah. The first time when I told, because I went home um, in the winter break, because you come in in the fall, right? And so you have the winter break is the first break that you get mm-hmm. after college. So I'd gone home then. And I think I went home for a little bit in the summer after that. But after that, I couldn't go home. You know, mm-hmm. I had I had I had found a part-time job at at university, and then the following summer, um, I had uh, I had an internship. So I remember the first time when I told my parents that you know I won't be able to come home this time. It seemed like such a huge deal to them. Yeah. And I understand that now. I guess I understand that perspective because even to them, you know. If I spent eighteen years home, they spent eighteen years raising me. Mm-hmm. Also, so 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 I understand that attachment now. Um, but yeah, it's just you know culturally different. I'm not saying one is right or wrong. Because mm-hmm. uh, in the US, you know, you leave at least in the US. I, I haven't seen domestic life anywhere else. But you know, kids leave home a lot younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sort of attachment is a different kind of. You have a different kind of freedom here, which. You know, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not commenting at all on what's good and bad because I think they both have their extreme pros and cons. Oh yeah. Because you know there may be too much of yeah, you know either way. So so, but that's what that's the perspective that I came from, and because you were close enough, and because we've we've you know discussed honest opinions before, it was just that perspective that I mm-hmm. sort of brought in. That that was my natural reaction. So I don't want to like hide because I can give you fake sympathy and. Yeah, empathy and all that, and I do feel. I mean, it's not like at that point I I couldn't understand the pain you're going through, but it was just that I didn't want you to make an impulsive decision, and kind of have that regret later because I think regrets hurt a lot more than mm-hmm. you know those momentary moments of pain. Um, so so yeah, because at that point you were still figuring out. I think that's when you called me, like you were sitting in a park. Yeah. And you were just talking about things, so you know, I wherever you went after that is always going to be your decision. Mm-hmm. I think that I meant by consequences. I just wanted you to know that this is what I think, and maybe this is what a perspective could be. I could have been wrong, and I probably was wrong also, but that's fine. Well, I mean, it, it maybe it was like you could have been wrong in my perspective in that decision, but you were right in your what you yeah, were sharing. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean that's why I called you too. It's like I usually call you and say, "All right, tell me, tell me the truth. Don't sugarcoat it, because I don't need any more sugar than I already consume." <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. Which I do consume yep. a lot of sugar. Um, I forgot to say, but I'll probably break this at some point. introduce yourself so we're doing a late intro you introduce oh, yourself shit. sir go ahead you're on the spot do it what introduction 
I I was born in Bombay, India, which is sort of like the financial capital of India. So it's like growing up in New York. Yeah. Um, if you, I think that's the closest comparison. Mm. Like, like you know, US listeners. Uh, it's like growing up in New York, along with you know the entire sort of social structure and the way of life that you have in New York. Everything is fast paced. You know, your houses are smaller. You have you play on the streets because nobody has a backyard. Mm. Thing. You know, life is always a hustle. Like there is, you know, there is a certain measure metric of success that comes with it. You, you know, if you spend the weekend at home, you know, you aren't doing things that you could have done. Type of type of hustle, thought process. Uh, and then um, I honestly was never. I never thought I'd come to the US. I wasn't a very good student <laughs> back then, at least, because I was kind of confused in life. Um, also, I went to a school that was government. It was a government-aided school, um, which is, I guess, what you call a public school here. Yeah, okay. It's like a, the government in India isn't as rich as the US government. So the schools are pretty out there. You know, a, a, a teacher to give you an like a teacher who knows what she's teaching or he's teaching would not go to a, a government school because they don't get paid enough and they take out that frustration on the students so you know beatings in school and all of that were just normal i didn't know that people don't get beaten up in school i just thought that was normal um, yeah i think they outlawed that in the us quite some time ago no no even in private school in india you can't right because those people come from rich families oh i didn't know they come that come from more than rich they come from families with status you know you can't just go around beating people up you can just beat the uh, i thought that was normal <laughs> there's my politically least, incorrect <laughs> yeah yeah i mean maybe some school but like the the richer schools in bombay again because there's a huge divide in the rich and the mm. so so there was that because i so i went to a school like that uh, learned mostly combat skills there nothing about education in in india there are different education boards mine was you uh, and what you call high school or you know high school in 10th grade and then 11th and 12th are called junior college mm. so it's or or pre university either way we call them junior college but anyways i, I for le- for junior college i actually went to one of the like you know fancier like not one of the fancier one of the most fancy colleges so for me that was even more of a culture shock because i didn't i couldn't understand the problems or like you know relate to the students at all mm. um cuz they came from like real, they rich they did rich people things uh, I, I, i don't know how else to explain it they, uh, they the kids that weren't beat were the ones you were now in school yeah, yeah or like what they would call uh what they would call you know hazing or what, what do you call it a bullying yeah yeah bullying what they would call bullying is like it wasn't was like not i was no man he's just like making fun of you that's not <laughs> is it I, i didn't know like you know i came from a very different background um so i couldn't really understand the the scenario there which was even more depressing and um so i wasn't a very good student so i had uh, in india you give entrance exams mm okay to get into colleges or wherever because there's just too many people um so they have to have some way of of i guess finding merit which i don't think is a good way but you do have to give these and i didn't get into any of the good 
not even a decent college so i took a year off uh and decided to try again you know just study for just those entrance exam and then my dad out of the blue one day just came and said you know there is this sat exam thing and that's how like that's what internationally people accept mm. why don't you just take it um you know really just at that point he had no hopes from me either but he just said i, I mean that's true like honestly i would not have either but so he said yeah why don't you try it maybe you can like you know you can try like you will just have a bigger option mm-hmm. and then you can decide so i gave the sat and somehow did okay in it um and then i applied to purdue uh, or well actually purdue was the, one of the only schools i applied to mm. i really thought i won't get in anywhere and i thought okay if i'm going to apply to one of these schools i might as well apply to a school like like you know great school and yeah purdue was like is i think at that point it was the third best for mechanical engineering mm-hmm. in in the country and nobody else actually from my family had really been to th- from my close family i have some cousins who, who mm-hmm. either came like a little before or around the time that i came but nobody from before so whatever sure okay one more exam i'll apply we'll see then he said okay you got your, if you're applying to colleges here apply to colleges in the us so i applied only to purdue and i had no hopes of getting in but mm. cuz in india most you only look at grades you know uh, colleges okay. most 99% of your application is your grades but i didn't know that it's going to be more and i guess in my sop i had a lot more to write um cuz i had volunteered i just didn't look at them as opportunities i just thought right. you know whatever like those guys were just across the street so i would just go and have fun with them right uh, stuff like that i didn't know how important it would be later on both from a from a uh, sort of uh, what is it called like a personality building experience but more than that just an important event that could be used as like a resume type of thing you know in a college application i didn't know but it did turn out to be important and so i got into purdue and that's the first time when i got out of uh you know sort of the rut that i was in mm-hmm. compared with grades i had you know friends who were obviously who had done a lot better than me and these are friends that i grew up with etc so i was in that sort of comparative mindset and all of that so when i came to purdue it was almost like a clean slate slate right nobody knew me there i didn't know anybody there it was a whole different kind of education experience so that's when i kind of started realizing that hey i am actually decent at what i do mm-hmm. uh, uh yes you know, i like what i do and so that's how i, I came to purdue uh, i started doing the research that i eventually ended up doing for my masters also in my sophomore year basically there was a lot i got a lot more validation here and mm. uh, I, i mean at purdue i'm also currently at purdue for everybody listening yeah i did my masters then i went out to work for and a half years or so uh, which is when Tara and I were roommates and um, and then you went back uh, then I went back to do my PhD at Purdue also yes yeah, well you said you my sort of journey in summary yes what an intro oh, well it's later on but you know in context still makes sense but yeah I mean you, you study mechanical engineering basically mm-hmm. all throughout your undergrad and master's right yeah but I was never a pure mechanical engineer I and I yeah essentially you had to, you you started to 
you study something that requires intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, it requires you to be intelligent. And, yeah, but, I mean, you just shared. I guess this episode's going to become, like, when an immigrant and an adoptee room together. <laughs> that's what I get. That's what I'm getting. It's what's, 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 uh, yeah. Become. I mean, The sure. struggles of, yeah. I mean, we're also minorities. So. <laughs> yeah, the struggles of the minorities. Oh, yeah, that's what we should call it. No, no. <laughs> Actually, I think there's funnier quotes, I'm sure, that I could grab that you're saying that. You're saying that. Thank you. I'll come up with more. <laughs> I'm really surprised we haven't done our, like, terrible, your, or you haven't done your terrible Spanish, but, you know, there's time. Hey. Yeah, there is time. Because <laughs> uh, this might be one of my longer ones, just because I, I don't do many episodes where I talk about, like, my stuff that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since this kind of pro- this project has sort of become like, all right, a little bit, little, I talk about myself. It's like, all right, here's one that's like, hey, this is my love story. Well, sort of my life story. I mean, it's very important, I think. For- it makes me a better host. Absolutely. <laughs> if you understand my life struggles <laughs> and our trauma, and then if you understand another person who I got to put my trauma on maybe <laughs> not really i don't think i put my no, trauma no. on you <laughs> i would talk about some of the um, unfortunate things that happened i mean you were there for a lot of like big key growth moments i want to say so <laughs> when i turned 25 oh no you were there you were there for both mics oh yeah <laughs> mike one yeah. and mike two yep um yeah i dated two people named mike back to back which it's kind of, I mean, Mike is a common name, so that's to be fair, but I don't know if I would recommend dating somebody with the same name back to back. But yeah, well, we had moved in together. I was dating the first Mike that I had met at university, and then I think when we were like, right before we moved out, I had dated another Mike. So there, was, there was time between, but still. Yeah, people, when, people, when, when you say, you know, somebody has a type, generally it's personality traits, but there, apparently, it was names also. It was names. It was <laughs> names. And it's funny because I rejoined the dating world, the online dating world. I think maybe 60% of the ones that I come across are Mike's. So Mike is oh. just a common name. <laughs> but I, I I don't think I would want to date any more Mike's for a little bit. It's just kind of <laughs> weird, you know? I need to find somebody with like a unique name that's not Mike, John, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Got any names to throw in there? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be so funny. <laughs> that's one of your criteria. You'd be like, what's your name, John? Okay, then. Bye. Yep. Well, actually, I, would, I wouldn't even have to ask the person. It would show up in their little profile. Like, this is Joe or John. <laughs> I would just... That's cool. Never mind. <laughs> not going to engage in this conversation with this average joe ha huh? <laughs> uh, nice minutes of silence for that joke there it was actually unplanned but it was a good joke i'm glad <laughs> i got that out of recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like great content for people this is great content i'm sure i'm hoping people are enjoying this when they listen to it when i edit it and release it which will probably be in may or mm-hmm. june some other later time. It's just like, oh, I gotta catch you before. Um, are you? Because will you be doing studies and stuff over the summer, or you will you be able? Like, is there a break? Oh, well, I'm for going you? to India in May. 
You're going, yeah, you're going in May, but you come yeah. back. I come back like 19 June. And so I'm thinking I might have to probably quarantine for a bit. I don't know. Okay, so if, um, my, because my research involves Parkinson's patients and right now with COVID, so right now I am not allowed to collect any data from, mm-hmm. from patients because of COVID. Um, and, you know, so many countries have had second waves and all of this, even after vaccination and all that. So right now it's all confused. I don't know. I mean, the plan is yes. When I come back, they start collecting data, but I don't want to essentially like over plan things. Yeah. Uh, we'll just see how things are. I, I feel like that was your philosophy a lot though. When we lived together. It was like, let's just- It was a philosophy that I kind of actively wanted to follow and I tried as much as possible because I do have I have an extreme tendency to overthink mm. well we're both never mind not that you care but we're both Virgos and that's a part of that is part of our astrology personality oh. is like logic and overthinking okay. yeah our birthdays are only two two days apart wait 14 15 16 three days apart <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, our yeah. birthdays are only three days apart. Yeah. We are at least three years apart. Are we three years apart? I'm 91. You're 93, right? No, you're 90. 93. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you are 93. So, too. Yeah. We mutually, we mutually are struggling right here. Yeah, no. So, I know I, for some reason I was going to 95. No, but that doesn't make sense. That My sister is 96. So, no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Two years apart in three days. Yeah. Do I keep all that? I don't know yet, but it's kind of funny. So do you turn, you, you turn 30 already? I will turn 30. Oh, that's what I thought. I was like, no, no, you're not 30 yet. You turn 30 this year. And does it, does like four months make a difference? Semantics, whatever. But still, I was like, wait, I haven't even turned 28 yet. But I will be 28 in the upcoming months. You are getting very old. Oh, I'm turning the age that we met. No. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true at all. <laughs> okay, I am old. Because <laughs> so, so, uh, I'm 91, so I was 25. Like, I turned 26 that year. Oh, wow. No, I don't, I mean, I turned 25, like, because we started living together in November. So I, I had turned 25 that year. And so uh, my first birthday that we both celebrated, I turned 26. And you turned 24. Oh, okay, there we go. Math. See, this is why he's an engineer and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> this is why uh, he's intelligent and I'm not the intelligent. I can calculate age just like that. Ooh. Oh, you have your whole name on your your Zoom. Oh, no, okay. So that's, I don't know how to, okay. Yes. And I keep, what I have to keep doing is like renaming it. Uh, because I got access, so this is uh, uh, whatever they call it, okay, Zoom Premium or etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, because it's through the university, so my my like this this subscription or whatever to Zoom is through the university, and they take up the name that's in the university uh, directory. So Ooh. every time, <laughs> yeah, every time like I have to go in and like keep renaming myself because it's just strange to have my whole name. <laughs> Wait, why isn't the video starting now? I don't know. You disappeared. But I changed your name. <laughs> oh, wow. So funny. <laughs> Adi Lulu. 
ฉันก็ได้ซัมบอดี้ไซดูดูเวลาสตาร์ทเลฟฟิงแล้วก็ทําเทอร์นิ่งเทอร์ตี้ดิสเยอร์แอนดูดูดิสเยอร์โนอเ
point of view you know in general as as a different person you know i you, you can take that from anything that you want a, a you know opposite gender perspective uh, an american perspective essentially honestly a lot of people that i made friends were with were from you know like a science background because everybody that i know in or like most people that are you know good friends in the us are people that i studied with right at purdue or, or like lived with uh, uh, and uh, so you've been to campus right it's such a huge there that there is a very kind of big divide um big uh like you know distance wise between the engineering side of campus and you know say the the business side of campus or whatever mm-hmm. so most people that i would meet on a day to day basis in and around the places that i was in were people from a science background so so uh, or like a, so so you you know from a career point of view from a, an interest point of view from a female point of view from an you know an adoptee point of view from a different culture point of view you bring a very very different perspective to a lot of people that i know of so mm-hmm. i think that made a huge difference because i think people undervalue the importance of just building building your sort of repertoire of 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 sort of empathy i guess is the way to look at it that you know there are yeah. these different perspectives that you get to know and the next time you come across somebody you know whether it's from the same perspective or not but you do have a you have a larger world view i think it's the reason why like the same reason why like people say you should travel a lot more because you see yeah. different perspectives or you see different places and you see different contexts I think that was a huge, huge difference. Because um, uh, even roommate-wise, right? Like, uh, I think one, I was in a different sort of phase in life also when we met. Uh, so we had much deeper conversations than I have had with any like non-Indian roommate. Mm. Like, you know, I I had uh after. like sort of after junior year in my undergrad i mostly i had only indian roommates you know mm-hmm. i was kind of friends with um so uh i had like non indian roommates in my in the dorm dorm so every sort of i had like three different roommates in my dorm and they were like from different uh different cultures so that was that so so that was all, and but i was a kid then i was 17 18 you know you think of yeah. people people you don't have such deep conversation at least i did uh at at that age so you know when we met there was that difference in accepting perspective also and we had enough of that different and i think one very big difference was you also are very uh sort of honest with your opinions <laughs> right like you know that thing that we were talking about like not sugar coating everything mm I think that leads to a lot of like lies about who you are as a person. Mm. But now like you with you you know you know where you stand. Mm-hmm. You you know you know you know that you can expect a certain sort of frankness from you. Uh and that with like obviously your whole repertoire of experiences get brought got I mean I was exposed to all those experiences through you also right because you mm-hmm. never quoted them. you never you never hesitated to voice your difference if we had a difference of opinion or whatever it was right like even small small things like uh like, like you know domestic chores right like leaving the sink leaving plates in the sink for too long or whatever 
right? It was fine. You were okay with just telling me that, hey, you know, those things have like whatever, like those plates have been in there for long enough. Um, and I think that really helps. Um, so, because because I think when you start sugarcoating, you either you build up frustration inside, or you kind of don't know where the other person stands. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was great. Uh, and then you know, going after the things that you wanted to do, like that marathon thing, that must have been so hard. But it's worth it. It is what it is. I have the thing here. Uh, you showed oh. me your room before. Oh, I did. Did I show it to you in the new poll? Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. You can see it here too. Maybe last month or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I'm like. And then you now. post on Instagram. You know, see, this is where. I am such a social media loop. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know how to. A lot of times, things that I wanted to post in, like whatever the Instagram story or reels or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, versus an actual post, I didn't know the difference. So I would just click and go, oh, add things. Okay, okay. So sometimes things that I wanted to post in a story went into like a post or the other way around, mm-hmm. and uh, the. The close friends and all of that—I didn't know you could have groups. Uh, it's new. It's <laughs> newer. Very recent. Oh, oh. But I recently found out that you can select who your story goes to. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like I don't necessarily need to see everybody. Needs to see me learning how to do this new fitness hobby. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's not pretty right now. <laughs> yeah, I, no, because you know, like I recently went to Miami, right? And then there was like yeah, that's right. Me, like party. And I have family members on it, <laughs> like who are kind of, uh, they aren't really uh, uh, like whatever, uh, what's the word? Conservative necessarily. Yeah. They're you know much older. They're like you know my dad's generation or maybe before that. Like they're my dad's uncles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I didn't necessarily need them to see this, but it's okay. Yeah. Did you visit like an old old friend down there or like old roommate? Oh, so how that happened was um, uh, on um, on the Wednesday before. Uh, in general, this has been like a hard semester. Um, yeah, um, socially, uh, career-wise, and you know, some of it is COVID, some of it is not. Whatever, it's been a hard semester, and it's been a lot of like sitting at home, right? Like you working yeah. from home or doing everything from home. Because anyways, in India, and it's. You know, things are not. Things are not. N- not everybody is being safe about it, and I have to go in and do experiments and stuff. So if something happens to me, I am a point of exposure to a lot of people. So I had to almost, lot of sort of semi quarantine myself in here. Mm. Also. It's been kind of lonely and all of that. Um, so I was talking. So these people. Uh, so there were two people. They were in the pictures, but whatever. So my, my friend. My old roommate was essentially visiting a friend in Miami, mm. um, and that guy and I used to like live in the same building. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, we've been friends. So they called me on like the Wednesday before I left, and um, uh, they just said like, "What?" And I didn't know it was Easter weekend. So mm-hmm. anyway, so, so they, oh, like hey, whatever. We are just talking about normal things, and he goes like, "Oh, what are you doing this weekend? Fun plans? Blah blah blah. You should, you know, go Come to like you sound." kind of low also and blah 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 uh and so we were just talking and i said no you know i'm not doing much and i work and this and that and like 10 minutes into the conversation he goes 
check your email i've sent you tickets you're coming tomorrow oh uh, like if you, if you if you're going to just sit at home and do your work you might as well sit at home here yeah 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 in so, miami you know j- just just come uh and uh so i went oh that's very nice yeah, I'm, i'm i've been yeah i'm lucky to have like good friends like this i don't know how i found them but yeah. i don't know either like Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, I mean, I was talking to you and I think I'll have her come on to you at some point, but like a really good friend. We were really like she was one of the first people I knew when I came to the US. Uh, like we started daycare. I started daycare and she was there. Um she's the friend who's getting who got married is celebrating soon. Uh and then she got her PhD last year. She got she actually got married and got her PhD last year. Oh my. officially yeah um well, like, we, something good came out of the phd yes yes <laughs> yes i would think so i mean a lot that's a lot of work too speaking of you know like going for what you want to do and like not no regret but she she ended up uh her husband had to like go to something for the whole weekend which might have been like the first time in a while that they haven't been together obviously cuz this whole time we're all stuck with whoever we're living with well you should be mm-hmm. stuck with whoever you're living with or you really should whatever never mind essentially like it's hard to have your own space even if you wanted to yes yeah 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 she but on the phone she was saying she's like yeah you're actually like my closest girlfriend i actually don't have a lot of friends but you're my closest girlfriend i was like oh that's really so touching this is such a weird new york thing uh, i was talking to my cousin i have a cousin in new york and you've met her right yeah uh, the one she still in the closet oh wow no the the bill <laughs> room the size <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> closets and stuff. I mean, maybe she is. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, that yes. But like I was recently talking about this because she also. It's this is such a New York thing where you guys classify, like very, like you guys put emphasis on girlfriend or guy friend. It's so weird where like you you started doing that very recently also, and I was telling her that you know now that I talked to Tara, like she has recently started classifying. I went out with a you know like a girlfriend um <laughs> in Maryland not that I noticed at least uh, oh yeah it's such a weird new york thing that you guys do that's funny yeah i mean you just say okay i'm going out with friends why do you need to classify to be with <laughs> girlfriend or a guy friend or a boyfriend or girlfriend whatever i don't know that's yeah. funny i feel like i got that from her though cuz she always she would usually say hey, closest girlfriend i'm like oh cool <laughs> It's very touching though. It's like, oh, I'm glad that you feel that way. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm sure I've, I feel like I'm slowly becoming a New Yorker. You know, mm. July's the one year that I like officially <laughs> yeah. came to the yeah. to the to the New York place. <laughs> I don't know why I said like that, but yeah, I feel like I people have told me cuz obviously the running too, but I've discovered a lot of spots and people have told me it's like, "Wow, I've not actually been in that spot and I've been living here for 2 years." But you went there. I was like, "Yeah, of course." And I don't know why. That was like a random tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Again, great content. Great content. Uh I kind of want, I don't know why. I just one of my most memorable moments of us living together though was actually when your friend Shankar came to visit. <laughs> and we went to Whole Foods and got mochi from the freezer. <laughs> I think this is like yeah, that's fine. Huh? Our entire experience of living together. I really truly think it's this moment 
because Shocker was old, an old friend or old roommate. I can't remember. She old, old friend. Old yeah. friend. Old yeah. friend. Yeah, it's like he came to visit, and I think Manas had never too. had mochi before. Never had mochi before, <laughs> and it's like, all right, let's let's go get some mochi for dessert. We'll get it for the freezer. Bring it back home. I was like, all right, we put it in the freezer. I'm pretty sure. It's like, all right, let's eat this. Take it out. We'll go on the balcony. Whatever. Picks up a mochi. Just puts the whole thing in his mouth. And it's like, dude, are you? <laughs> he starts to and like. You got a brain freeze, <laughs> and he started like. Oh, this is so cool. This is so cool. <laughs> and I think we all just laughed. We didn't really help it. We all just laughed. And then and then a moment later, he's like, are you okay? You could spit it out. Like, here's a paper towel. He's like, mm-mm. Just nope. ate the whole thing in one go. <laughs> that, that seems, I don't know. I feel like that's the best way that sums up our uh, time together <laughs> is when... The mochi was consumed in one go. We didn't like he didn't know what he. I'm gonna like close this somehow. He did. He um. Nope. There's not really a way to connect that back to this entire podcast. I won't let you. It'd be funny. I'll just let you ramble. Let's see. <laughs> Similar to him never having mochi and consuming it. Okay, let's not. Like... It's such a crappy connection. <laughs> It's like how you and I had never lived with somebody like ourselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we did it all in one go. Kind of. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We should just end it at that. <laughs> People go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this? This is not at all what I, want, what I signed up for. <laughs> Addy Lulu and Tara Fufu. <laughs> <laughs> hey it became entertaining i hope i hope you had fun <laughs> yeah great content people well, all said and done i feel like this was a good conversation we have some very good content seriously and also just for entertainment purposes <laughs> yep contact me for for China, what do they call fortune cookie wisdoms because i have a lot of random random statements that i can make uh you have any that you can share right now for the for the people who are listening yep an apple a day is seven in a week awkward pause yep any others just 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 give me two more got this Look left and right before you cross the road. Oh, that's a good one. Thank I've you. actually referenced that before. Yeah. Or in the US, it's actually right and left. So don't get confused because you'll get hit over. There you go. Yep. Is it? Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think it's either way, but you know. Yeah. Well, that was, that was it. Sometimes. Trey Goodo. Yeah, Trey Goodo. Oh, I could have just said that randomly. <laughs> we'll just enter at the end. Yes. But that was yeah. that was fun to have. Yeah. Just a, I mean, I think it became an up I think it really did become just about a different the immigrant perspective of being in the US. We just happened to like end up connecting and living together. 
with our very, very differing perspectives beyond just the fact I'm adopted and you're an immigrant. It's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's more to it. I think at one point, right? It's, uh, I don't know how, how, like maybe there's a more, whatever, PC way of saying this, whatever. But uh, I think at one point we need to stop calling it or be, I, almost like I consider it like almost pulling out like, and, and a lot of immigrants essentially do this you know, or, or races also. Like we pull out the race or the immigrant card, immigrant card so fast that we uh, we kind of uh, almost undervalue its importance. Right? Mm. I do this because I'm an immigrant. You do that, whatever, or don't treat me like an immigrant. You're like you know, maybe sure, but it's not always like that, right? You were an immigrant at one point. You've been here eleven years now. Might give you a different perspective. Like you might have a different perspective. In part from being an adoptee, I might have it in part from being an immigrant, but there's more, many more facets of my life that caused me to be, uh, caused me to have that particular opinion, not just that one thing of being an immigrant. Yes. So I think that's interesting. No, I think you said that pretty well. I don't find that to be, what does PC stand for? Like Political correctness. Ah, really? Yeah. Okay. I I I admit I, I just have... know it because uh, people like it's because I'm on a lot of whatever these groups right like there's a because I never got to really meet my um, cohort and stuff when I came in for my PhD because COVID started like a month later so almost everything as a group now like a Slack or a whatever group meeting because that's how people are keeping in touch and whatever so like people have something saying uh, I'm not being PC or PC this and PC that so. PC, PC, PC. Yep. PC also stands for Priyanka Chopra, whose show we watched that one time. <laughs> we was... never finished it. Yeah. What was it? The FBI. Quantico. Quantico. That was some piece of crap, huh? <laughs> Which is also what oh, PC stands for. You need to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. You ended on a very nice note, sir. Thank you. Guy Fred. That's just, <laughs> that's so strange. Guy friend, it was good talking to you. Yep. Same to you, female friend. <laughs> yeah. Then how do oh that's interesting actually? Because I don't know too many like guys from uh from New York. I have to ask them. Do ask they call friend. them female friend or girlfriend? And then how do they quantify their act qualify their actual girlfriend? Huh. I don't know, because Alex has a lot of friends who are girls, so I don't know if he... I think he's just his friend, to be honest. Yeah. See? That is how normal people are. That's what it should be. Maybe it's just your cousin and I. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it could be. But you started this recently. So. Yeah, no, no, I don't know. He was maybe only my cousin. You know what? I think it's because I've been hanging out with New Yorkers that yeah. they, they say it, so then I've started to just start to say... I mean... Don't be strange. But hey, you are strange too. So what do you want to do? I mean, I don't think we would have gotten along if neither of us were strange. That is so true. All my friends are weird. I don't have like one normal friend. I would like to have a normal friend who goes like, you know, the responsible thing in life is to not do this. Nah, it's not as fun. Nope. (laughs) On that note, thank you. Goodbye for now. 
Yep. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> thanks for having me too. <laughs> thanks for having myself on the podcast. Yep. This is ABC. If you would like to share your story or have any questions or comments or want to send anything to this lovely guy friend over here on the recording, you can email adoptedbabiesfromchina at gmail.com or adoptedbabiesfromchinapod on Facebook and Instagram. Bye. Like, share, and subscribe. Yeah.